Another devastating bit of news for the Dallas Cowboys and offensive lineman Tyron Smith will be lost for most of, if not all of the 2022 season and previewing Thursday night football games, preseason finales. Some teams play in their ones could be fun. Some teams not, which will be a lot less fun. We'll get into all of it on today's Peacock and Williams. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you as always at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And welcome to all the new viewers and listeners on all the new streaming platforms that you can find Peacock and Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for locked on listeners and get covered in under two minutes at brightco forward slash locked on. That's brightco slash locked on. Okay, Matt. Uh, unfortunately, we've got some bad news before we preview some of these preseason games. And uh, we got to cover the latest going on in the NFL. And man, yesterday's podcast, we had talked about which teams might win more games or lose more games than last year. And for the the Dallas Cowboys, we thought they were a team that might come in a little under 12 wins, even if they're a pretty good team again in 2022. And this might solidify some of that because, man, Tyron Smith has been one of the best offensive linemen in the league since he came into the league, but so many injury problems as of late. And here's another one. It was thought to be a torn hamstring. And now just getting word from Ian Rappaport that it's actually an avulsion fracture of the knee, meaning the hamstring tendon that sits on the back of the knee pulled off the bone and he needs surgery sources say if he's back at all, it'll be December, a tough loss. So that's, that's a really tough one for the Dallas Cowboys who uh, I, you know, have played without him before, but they were probably hoping that they were going to have him out there protecting Dax blindside this year. Yeah. I mean that, that injury news doesn't sound all that much better. And I think this is massive news for Dallas who, like you said, both of us went, the under on top of, you know, going backwards in terms of wins. I think the off season has been pretty rough to them in terms of the roster build. They lost more than they brought, than they kept or brought in. Um, and the preseason hasn't been super kind to them either. So I had to even pull up their depth chart just so I spoke about this. Okay. You know, reasonably intelligently. So you look at their line now, first of all, I think Smith was playing very, very well and, and is a rare player in today's NFL where he's, really an elite specimen and probably a hall of famer all these last couple of years of not being on the field doesn't help his cause. So Terrence Steele is a quality right tackle that doesn't get much credit, but he's a quality right tackle. Zach Martin remains a stud getting up in age, but the left guard center situation of Biotish and McGovern is below average. And now looking at the depth chart, it looks like Josh ball is penciled in as the left tackle. So this brings me to their first round pick, Tyler Smith, who I've watched in the preseason and is very much a work in progress, but is a great piece of moldable clay. And from what I've read, he's only played guard because they were counting on Tyron Smith at left tackle. So Tyler could play left guard and he was a tackle in college, 
a lot of penalties, really grabby. But I don't think that you want to throw him out at left tackle now after all his work's been done at guard. You, you might have no choice. You got to put your best five out there. Yeah. He's going to play somewhere. Ball, yeah. Josh Ball was a, a fourth rounder from last year. They did spend some draft resources on the offensive line. You mentioned Tyler Smith in the first round, then Matt Walesco in the fifth round, uh, and uh, multiple undrafted free agents as well. So I don't know what they have in Alec Lidstrom and James Empey, who that's the first right, time I've right. ever heard that name in my life, is reading it off a sheet right now. Uh, Eamon Simon, um, like, are, are those guys potentially you know, helpful. Um, I know there's some, you know, undrafted free agents around the league that, that might play significant roles this year. Uh, I know the 49ers have one. We'll talk about it in a minute, but um, yeah. Do those guys, does somebody somehow make the the 53? Do they get a surprise in there that can help them out? But it doesn't look like a great situation. And you, you want to at least start the season healthy and then maybe have to go to your backups once they've gotten some, some more reps and some time. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's out there for them in this preseason finale. Yeah, I think this is pretty terrible news for Dallas. And it's just a, you know, if it was a receiver, which we'll talk about here in a second, a running back, you can find adequate guys. It's just awfully hard to, you know, go into this late in the process and have a big hole at left tackle all of a sudden. And as you mentioned, I mean, the collective O-line depth here is worrisome. Martin better stay healthy for 17, or this could go from a plus line to, you know, maybe one of the worst in the league. Yeah, and that's tough. And and you have to think stock down for Zeke Elliott with news yeah, like this. Yeah. Um, Tony Pollard as the backup and sort of the passing down work maybe doesn't affect him as much. Um, you know, stock down potentially for Dak Prescott because he's he's already lost some receiving weapons as well. Um, you know, Michael Gallup. I don't, or I mean, uh, C.D. Lamb. I don't think it goes unchanged there necessarily. No. And I guess they got somewhat of good news with Michael Gallup. Speaking of injuries in the Dallas Cowboys, because. They um, they drafted obviously Jalen Tolbert in the third round, but Michael Gallup's been out and started the started camp on the pup list. But apparently he's going to make the final fifty three, not get stashed on the pup list, which means the Cowboys think even if he's not ready for week one, that he will be back before week four because the pup list. If you go into the season on the reserve pup list, then you have to be out for at least four weeks. So I guess that's good news. They think they're going to get Michael Gallup back before week four. Yeah, I mean, that's how I took it, was I assumed he would be on the pup list. I mean, I think someone asked him about, hey, what's your availability for week one a couple of weeks ago? And he kind of laughed at him like, no chance. You know, like it's mo- players never say that. They're always like, right. oh, maybe I'm the, you know, I'm the man. I'll be out there, you know. Uh, but he basically just laughed off like, no chance. And I don't think he's playing week one, but I thought he'd be back at like Thanksgiving. So James Washington's also been hurt. And trust me, he's not an impact player. He's kind of just a guy. I like Tolbert a lot, and I think he's reasonably NFL ready, and he's gotten a ton of reps in the meantime. So if you look at their receivers a month from now, six weeks from now, and have Gallup, Tolbert with some experience under his belt, Lamb, Schultz, Pollard, Zeke, that's great for for Dak. But if the blocking holds up, you know, which I, I still think will be okay if they don't suffer any more injuries. But, man, I mean, at least they got some good news today. And how about return Dynamo uh, Kevonte Turpin, who took a couple back last oh, yeah. week in the preseason game? He's there on the roster. Maybe some gadgety type stuff, and maybe they'll have to start to uh, to scheme up some some looks and some touches for some receivers in this offense, especially if there's a whole bunch of um, you know attention being paid to CD Lamb by right. opposing defenses. Yeah, I mean I, I, Lamb might lead the league in targets. 
He absolutely could. I'm all about yeah. C.D. Lamb in your fantasy leagues. I don't think this affects him at all. And actually, uh, a lot of times, and I, I feel this way about the Atlanta Falcons, is like, uh, let's have fun with Pitts and and London and you know Brian Edwards. They got a bunch of power forwards out there. I think for fantasy purposes, the Atlanta Falcons could be fun, even if they'll win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And for the Dallas Cowboys, I think they're still a pretty good team and should win some games. But if they're behind in more games, that's just better for those receivers and guys like C.D. Lamb's fantasy purposes. Quick fantasy question for you. I'm looking at my receiver ranks. And I have Jefferson, Cup, Chase, and Diggs ahead of Lamb. But I have Lamb over Devontae or Debo or Tyreek. I'm right there with you. Okay. We were just talking about it. It's like – Look for where the targets are going to come from. Um, right now, the w- with the 49ers, and, and I guess we can kind of tease this next. We'll talk about the 49ers. We'll talk about Trey Lance and, and who he's been throwing the ball to. And it looks like Trey Lance is going to play a lot in this Thursday night preseason game. Uh, Devontae Adams, I mean, that's a big that's a big dip in fantasy production. What he, what he's done mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers to go to to Derek Carr, and you know he's not going to have all the slot work because of Hunter Renfro there. So I have no problem going with you know, the, the ascending player in CD lamb who should see a, a million targets this year from Dak Prescott. Yeah. There's a couple receivers where if, if they were thrown in this situation, it would be a negative to me. Like, cause they can't beat doubles. They're not talented enough. They're truly twos. I think lamb just flourishes. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Let's talk preseason football. Thursday night games could be one with a lot of starters on the field. So we'll talk about 49ers, Texans, uh, Packers, Chiefs a little bit, and the retirement of J.C. Treader next. Matt, I have a feeling you are not much of a jewelry guy. Talking with you every single day doing this podcast, uh, I look on the screen, and neither one of us have many chains going on, uh, earrings going on. I... I don't wear my grill when we're on the air, but sometimes <laughs> yeah, it's harder. Uh, it's harder to enunciate with, yeah, with yeah. the grill in. Uh, I have I wear one piece of jewelry. It's my wedding ring, yep. and I put it on the day I got married, and I've not taken it off, and I don't plan to take it off because I don't want to lose it. Like some of the folks I've seen on the videos at bright.co/slash locked on, and you can go find some of these hilarious videos at bright.co slash locked on uh, proposals on the beach and the ball and the, the, the rings rolling into the ocean. And uh, you know, do, first of all, don't do not propose near a body of water is what I've learned <laughs> by watching a lot of these videos. But uh, <laughs> Matt, you got to tell the story that you just told me off the air, which, which I, I thought it was fantastic. My jewelry experience. And, and I've destroyed all photos that were taken of this time of me. But I'll pull off the earphones for a second for the YouTube crowd. Well, I went the wrong side because look at myself in the mirror. My left ear here is split down the middle because there was a good two to three year period, early college, maybe even late high school, that I had about a inch and a half dangling crystal from my left ear that <laughs> all the pickup hoops I'd play get tugged just a little bit, tugged just a little bit. And then one day I just woke up to it next to next to my pillow and thought, it's probably for the best that we don't go to back down that road. And so <laughs> now I have a big split in my ear that's been there for 30 years. And I make the joke that my wife can identify my body by looking at the my split earlobe. Well, judging by the era uh, and in that look, I'm surprised your your jewelry didn't get hung up in your mullet. Oh, nope. it, it might have. Yeah, Did you have a- there, there, there was some mullet action there. Not extreme. My buddies were worse. Yeah, right. But there I had was some mullet action. Yep, yep, I yep. had a feeling. Well, Matt, if if With Bright the dot- Zeppelin concert shirt on and, you know, no doubt. If Bright.co existed, then you could have had that thing <laughs> insured. So uh, these guys at Bright Co are 
uh, all about it. They made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch, whatever, so freaking easy uh, that you get covered in two minutes on your cell phone. You won't find a better deal on great coverage that's affordable. Bright.co slash locked on. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview starting August 31st, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, including Matt Williamson and myself, and Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview starting August 31st. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. J.C. Treader, uh, I think almost every fan base in the league that has had some sort of uh, yep. you know, injury at center or you know maybe weren't sure about who their uh, interior offensive linemen were going to be were like, well, why hasn't blank team signed J.C. Treader yet? He's been a, a free agent all offseason. And the thought was J.C. Treader, who's been someone who's injured in the past, he's, he's not missed a lot of games, but he's had this chronic injury. I think it was a chronic knee injury where he would – you know, not practice really all week long, and then he would still play in the games. So I thought J.C. Treader was doing the thing where he was like, well, I'm just going to, you know, skip camp and all these mm-hmm, like, right. practices and sign with the team late and get on and be a starter and make some money. But it turns out J.C. Treader, no, is calling it quits. He's going to retire after eight seasons in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can quit answering questions about it, and I've even done a Steelers podcast or article or two saying, hey, I'd kick the tires on J.C. Treader. I'm sure you've been down that road in a big way in San Fran, Tampa. Yeah, Alex, yeah. Alex Mack retiring, and it was right. like, we've talked about J.C. Treader once a week, it feels like, on the podcast. <laughs> when are the Niners going to sign it? And it's and then, for you. And, and yeah, exactly. Like, the Steelers O-line stinks, so why not sign Treader? And I'm like, yeah, I'm all for it if the doctors are cool with it. Really good player. I always thought he was a top 10 center, even pretty much the last time we saw him. I was originally shocked the Browns let him go, and then unfortunately they lost the, the the backup that's you know about to step up, Harris, a younger guy. So they have center issues as well. Um, but I assume it's just chronic injury, and that's why nobody signed him. That's why he's hanging it up. I hate to throw this out there. This is a little tinfoil hat-ish, but I wonder if being head of the players' union didn't help his cause, you know? Yeah, he's uh, and by the way, the president of the NFL Players Association. So yeah. do, do you have to go find a new president now or or had they yeah, already did, had to do that because he hasn't. Is been there around? a vice that steps up? Do <laughs> yeah. they not ride on planes together? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> what's the succession plan there? It's funny because he's been vocal as the president of the Players Association of 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 trying to take away as much practice time as possible. OTAs like he doesn't like any of it. And I could see why coming from his viewpoint, you know, dealing oh, with injury. Yeah where he's like, look, get me ready for the game. And, and that's great for, uh, you know, for a veteran who can just jump in and play a game. But for a lot of young players, uh, they need camp. They need to fight for roster spots and they need those practices to get ready to play. I, I wonder if like the vice president of the association hired someone on like the grassy knoll and now is ta- walking in, <laughs> like set it all up, get JC out of the way. I'm going to step right up. But there you have it. Yeah. I mean, good player. But now we can all stop talking about him. I hope he has a right. great life. You know. Yeah. And uh, offensive lines are thin around the NFL. We we talked about this uh, last week. I think it was when there so was a question, or it was Tuesday during the uh, the Twitter Tuesday, by the way, mm-hmm. at PD Peacock, at Williamson NFL. Drop those questions on us whenever you want or on your favorite streaming platform. Put the questions there on YouTube uh, in the comments. Let us know. And, and we'll, you don't have to wait for Tuesday or for Monday night to get those questions in for us to answer on our uh, Mailbag Tuesday episodes. 
And it, it, it's it's pretty shocking how hard it is to find offensive linemen in the NFL. You have to coach up oh. your own guys and you have to uh, promote from within. And that's why there's, you know, guards are getting paid more than ever. And we're seeing guys get big time money in free agency. It's hard to find starting level, really good offensive linemen these days. You need five of them on your roster. And it's not a position that you can really go trade for at the end of camp either. No. Teams are hoarding good offensive linemen. And if they have good backups, they're hoarding those guys too, because they know that they need those guys to come in and play with, uh, you know, with with how much offensive linemen are getting paid, and you you can f- literally find a starting quarterback right now that was in the NFC Championship game easier at a than, minimal cost. Yeah, a, a, right. easier than you can find a, a starting offensive lineman in the NFL. It, it's pretty hundred percent true. It, it's the biggest shortage in the league. I say this all the time. The discrepancy between the O-line and D-line, especially athletically, is cavernous right now. Just go watch any combine. And there's even less fat guys at the combine on the offensive side of the ball than ever. But they're just not nearly as talented. I think a lot of it also is coaching. You know, that you don't have to coach up D-linemen nearly as much as you do O-linemen. But a lot of it's development. Um, I've said for a million years that if I were king of the world, I would have a NFL minor league system, almost like baseball or hockey, where you could call guys up, develop guys, quarterbacks comes to mind. You could develop coaches, refs, but especially offensive linemen. But I've got somewhat of my wish in that since COVID, we now have these bigger practice squads. And you would hope that you could stash four or five offensive linemen that are sixth round picks, seventh round picks with a little bit of talent and five, 10 years down the road, we start to see the fruits of that where there's some development. But if you develop them too much, then somebody just plucks them away from you because everybody needs them. So deep down, I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this, but I I, I kind of grew up with the thought that every, and it's stronger now than ever, I very much believe that every year, every team should draft an offensive lineman. And even if you draft a guard in the fifth round and you have two stud guards, and your whole fan base you know, yells at you, that's a wasted pick. Give it two years. You might need that guy in a big way. Absolutely, especially the interior guys, because you can find starting caliber interior offensive linemen. Just draft mm-hmm. smart, tough guys every year. Maybe athletically, some guys wash out, they can't make it, but maybe you find a, a superstar player as well. And I would say the same about running backs. With the attrition level at running backs, get yourself a really strong stable of running backs. Stop spending those first and second round picks on running backs. Draft the draft guards and centers and interior linemen, and maybe even you know try to find some you know small school guy that's got the traits maybe to, to be a developmental offensive tackle mm-hmm. as well, and, and a running back every year on day three and you know a lot of times day three is for special teamers but uh, I would look at those positions as well every single year and we're seeing it a lot around the league I mean the Cowboys drafted multiple offensive linemen this year so maybe that'll you know pay off for them because uh, they could see it coming they've dealt with a lot of injuries up front right right they've definitely seen it coming and and Connor Williams left them via free agency for them as well we should mention that probably earlier in the show and even I mean he's a perfect example like Connor Williams was a a good starting guard, but they gave him huge money. He like led the league in penalties last year and they're moving him to center. Like that's not the best business move in the world, but it might work out, you know? Right. And teams like, like the New York jets signed away. Lincoln right. Thompson. They gave him so much money that you're like, well, we can't match that. We've got to pay these star players on our football team. We can't mm-hmm. match that for a guard and, and teams have to overpay for, for those those players at those positions, even the interior guys now, because uh, it's, it's, it's so hard to find them and there's so few really good ones.
Yeah, I mean, some of the, the contracts we've seen lately, Thune, Norwell a couple of years ago, Schreff with Washington and now with, with Jacksonville, uh, some desperate moves out there. It's a lot better if you can develop your own. Easier said than done, though. you got to throw a lot of stuff at a fan and hope that something sticks. And especially easier if you can just plug one spot. If you have four, mm-hmm. you feel good about going into an offseason rather than you know needing three or four new offensive linemen. That is a rough. That is a rough go to try to build an entire offensive line. Yeah, and you know the one other tidbit that came across the way or the news wire today too was the Raiders might consider trading Alex Leatherwood. He's one year in, and he was terrible. When we all kind of rolled our eyes when they picked him the first, you know, the first go round. Or Tevin Jenkins is on the block already. I mean, these are first round picks that there you won't even get a fourth for. You know, I mean, I, yeah, it's and just bad events. You have to hope a new. You, know? you have to, to to bet on the traits and hope a new. Uh, you know, a new situation helps, and you, mm-hmm. you go from tackle to guard, and and uh, it's yeah, it's tough out there. It's it tough out there up front. Okay. Uh, we, we talked about backup quarterbacks and, and how you can go get a starting quarterback easier in the starting offensive lineman right now. Uh, there was a question earlier this week about the top backup quarterbacks in the NFL that I want to answer next. And then we'll, we'll talk about those preseason games Thursday. It's 49ers, Texans and Packers chiefs next. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. And we all know you're on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Everyone's on LinkedIn. 810 million people are on LinkedIn. Create a job post for free in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network. Then add your job to the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to interview and hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidate you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. A question from Robbie earlier this week that we didn't get to on our mailbag uh, segment. Uh, the best, the t- who are the top five backup quarterbacks in the NFL? Matt, if you were quarterback needy and mm. you had to go find yourself a quarterback, who would that be? And I don't know if Jimmy G even counts because He's fourth on their unofficial roster right now because uh, Nate Sudfeld is listed as the backup quarterback. We're not going to see Jimmy Garoppolo tonight when the 49ers face the Texans, although we are going to see a lot of Trey Lance. Uh, even if you count Jimmy Garoppolo, who are, who are some of the top backup quarterbacks in the NFL? Guys you're looking for in the future that could be starters, maybe guys that, um, that, uh, that, that deserve to get out from under a team? Well... We just talked about shortages in the league. Quality backup quarterbacks are a true shortage too. And this is probably a longer conversation than we really have time for, but I always preface this conversation by the 10 years that I worked at ESPN.com. One of my off-season assignments, I think eight of those years, was Matt, rank the backup quarterbacks 1-32. to Wow, is that enlightening. I mean, it is bad because... You almost can't rank a guy like Jimmy. I don't think he quite qualifies. 
does Locke or Gino qualify? I guess. So what the answer <laughs> actually no, they do right according to, according to Pete Carroll. They're both number ones, so they exactly, don't exactly right. So the one of them is probably one of the best backups, but you know neither one's good enough to start. Right. Um, Jimmy might have to end up being a backup and we'll find out when he gets released yeah. probably next week before the final roster cuts or if he gets traded if he gets traded he might be in a competition that'll kind of tell us what a team's think of him if he's just released and signed maybe he's not in a competition or maybe he's the, the one and then Gino and and Drew Locker are the twos and threes in in Seattle maybe he ends up on the Seahawks and he is yeah. a starter so uh, but maybe he ends up just competing and, and becomes a backup this year um guys like joe flacco are out there he's won a super bowl and See, there's a lot there's a, there's a couple different styles there's the yeah. old men flacco types that are probably three years past their prime but they know stuff and they can get you in and out of the huddle then there's the case keenum chase daniel types that are backups all day long you know and never will be anything more they're going to retire with many millions in the bank they make five to ten million a year Hopefully they play never and hold the clipboard the whole time, but that's a pretty nice gig. You know, like yeah. guys like Fitzpatrick in the past have been like, right. Oh, you don't feel that bad when he comes in the game. He can go win you a game. He can average, he can go Fitz magic and win a few games in a row. If you need him to come in there. Uh, then there's younger guys like Jordan love. Do we even know if he's a good backup? Do we, is he a potential starter down the road? And, and so there's questions there, but you at least think there's enough talent to, to give him a shot. So I would, I would probably rank Jordan love among those. That's one of the other categories to me is the total unknown pedigree guys. And rarely do you see a first round pick that's never played. Love's in a, his own little world, kind of. But the Ritters and Malik Willis and those type of dudes, you know, like maybe they turn into a starter. Who knows? Are they a good player right now? Like when you're just analyzing, are they a good backup for game day two weeks from now? Not really, because they don't know anything, you, you know? I mean, and yeah, and Atlanta definitely has one because it's Ritter until Ritter gets the starting job. Then it's Mariota still, because Mariota would be right. a high-end backup, which he has been in the past. So I put, put Mariota probably on that list, and maybe he's competing for uh, for the top spot on, on one of the best backups in recent history. But right now he's a starter, so he can't be on that list. But yeah, well, Malik Willis would be good because you're happy to at least see what you have there. Yeah, um, He's not ready to play for you in week one, 2022 but you're excited about that. Chase Daniel, you mentioned, been carrying a clipboard for years, made a lot of money. Um, I don't really have confidence he's going to go win a game, though. He's, no. I, I, don't know what, I don't know what the magic he has, I, the, the photos he's got of, of GMs behind the scenes because he keeps getting paid a lot just to do almost nothing. I mean, I don't want to say right. nothing. He's, he's, he's an NFL player. He um, goes to practice. He helps out in some regard, but no team that has Chase Daniel wants him to play. Right, and Colt McCoy's a guy like that. That's a good one. I mean, there's the, Tyrod Taylor's now on that road where mm -hmm. yep. no longer going to be looked at as a starter, but not a bad backup. I mean, maybe that's Sam Darnold's fate. You know, pretty soon here. Um, Brissett, I'd Brissett say that was a good one for one me. of the better backups and without a doubt, uh, you probably don't want him starting 11 games, but that's where the Cleveland Browns are right now. Mm -hmm. I think Minshew's in that category too. Like, mm -hmm. I'll take Brissett and Minshew over Chase Daniel and end a career Matt Schaub and Flacco and some Josh McCown a couple of years ago yeah. when he's 41 years old. At least they still have their failures, basically. And then there's ones that are even more failures, the Bortles of the world, you know, or the Gabberts of the world. And yeah. they still stick around. I mean, that's what's amazing right. is 
I mean, Josh Rosen's still in the league, and he's been with like five teams and has never showed showed a shred of being good. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So uh, we don't have to rank them top five, but cool. of the backup backups, not the guys that were like high picks. Right. I don't think they're players. Count. If you had to pick one, who would it be? Of, of like the backups when we know who that who they. I'm going to count Brissett as a backup, even though I know he's starting week one because mm-hmm. I think he's real high he's still on the list. Two on the depth chart, just number one's not available. Yeah, yeah, I think Minshew's right there. Um, how about what's his face from Washington that started a lot of games last year? Oh, uh, Heineke. Not bad. Heineke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. still not old yet, but his book's pretty well written. But then there's a couple teams like I'm looking at the schedule coming up. The Rams are playing at Cincinnati. Like, who are their backups? You know, there's all these Allens in the league that aren't Josh Allen, <laughs> have, and you don't want to get all the Allens confused. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, Allen right. And, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, you don't want them. How about the let, – let's get into these games really quick. Yeah, there's not much to say about the preseason schedule, and y- you never know what you're going to see out there. We do know that Aaron Rodgers not going to play. It looks like the, the Packers are not going to put their ones out there on the field against the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid has said that uh, he's uncertain uh, as of now, and we'll find out, I guess, when they take the field if Patrick Mahomes and the, and the ones for the Kansas City Chiefs play. If they do, it'll be like a series. It, it yeah, seems like yeah. it's not going to be anything much. But – on the other hand, 49ers-Texans is going to be fun. Lovey Smith said the Texans need the work. The offense needs to play together. They're going to be out there. We're going to see Damian Pierce out there. He's the new RB1. He's been treated like that this preseason. I think the, the cat's out of the bag there. And then Trey Lance and the 49ers one's going to be out there uh, maybe the entire first half. So that'll be a fun one. That'll be a fun one to tune in tonight. Yeah, I didn't know exactly how Green Bay and KC was going to handle things because they both obviously are very successful organizations, stable, won a ton of games. But they also both just traded their star receiver and need to play a little differently. Um, but San Fran at Houston is going to be fun. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the schedule. That's an Amazon game tonight. I'm going to set my alarm so I remember to do it because I'm like, it won't be able to DVR it. But, I mean, I want to watch Pierce. I want to watch Mills. I want to watch, you know, the the Niner running back situation. Ayuk and, you know, Kittle and all these guys will be out there. Of course, Lance. So that could be a fun Sort of taste of a true NFL game. By the way, we mentioned offensive linemen drafted highly. Uh, Aaron Banks was drafted in the top 50 last year by the 49ers. High second round pick. Uh, didn't play a, a lick last year. Mm-hmm. And he might be losing his job. Look out for number 62 at left guard. He's been getting work with the ones. Undrafted free agent out of Mercer. Jason Poe might take that job. Uh, the Look highly drafted inside. Aaron Banks. So that's a that's a fun one for the 49ers offensive line to watch for all right thanks for this podcast full circle though if you could turn a jason poe of the world into a starter you're doing something right oh you're ahead of the game uh even if you even if you screw up a high pick we saw the eagles do that with jordan mylotta after they missed on andre dillard right Right, good point yeah yeah it happens it absolutely happens. Just get five good ones. That's all you got to do. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.